Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. I'm your host, Ken, and this is the podcast for the week of September 28th, 2018. How have you been? Uh, it's And with me, we have Luna. Hello, everyone. It's a Dos Compadres episode tonight again. Yes, Gray is really disappointed. He couldn't be here, so he wanted to tell everyone. He said hi, and he misses everyone. I'm doing good. Let's just say this has been a week that I have needed a glass of wine every day. (laughs) That's the short version. That's all I'm going to get into. Uh, It's been a crazy, crazy, awful week <laughs> so uh, how has your week been ken um it's been all right just um getting a hold of everything from my new job my new department anyway but besides that i've been i've been all right tired because i'm staring at a computer eight hours yep a day now. it takes i was gonna say it takes a while to get used to i i'm the same way i stare at a computer for about eight hours a day and your eyes hurt after a while, and sometimes you see white screens everywhere, <laughs> or blue screens, or whatever your computer's doing. <laughs> so. But yeah. Let's uh, continue on to what we've been listening to. Let's start with you, Luna. I have been listening to a lot of random things, actually, so... I don't know if you've heard of the singer MAA, or I don't know if you'd say Ma. I don't actually know her. Her, well, her, her first name is Maria. I don't know her full name. She does a type of, I'm trying to think of, I'd say electronica type music. Mm. And she hasn't done music for a while. It's probably been 2011, since, or 2013 technically, since she last released something. I am actually a huge fan of her. And I love her voice, I love her music, and I got in a streak of listening to her again. So I put in her Monkey Kingdom album, which is amazing. It has some of my favorite songs on it, and Ghost Enemy is such a great song. I was addicted to that. And Ballerina Brain Sistamu, um, that was, oh my god, I love that song too. And what else? What was the other one I had? And I also had Tomorrow at Your Kingdom. I've had that stuck in my head for the whole week. Because I've been listening to this mini album nonstop in the car. (laughs) And her Hangover Payback song. Like, she's so many great songs. And then I popped in her Bubble Man Engine album, which is amazing. I picked that up when I was in Japan. I love it so much. She has a lot of very weird lyrics. A lot of weird song titles. But... She is she has some great stuff and I highly recommend checking her out. She also did do a cover of Come Again by M and she did do that with Verbal and I thought she did a good job doing Lisa's part. So I've been listening to her a lot. I also was listening to Daichi again. I was listening to his best album. I love it, it's so good. I love Daichi. I also was listening to Chan Mina again in the car. A lot jamming out to that. Um, I've been listening to more Namie, especially with the end. But I've listened to all her upbeat songs that always make me happy and bring me good cheer. Been listening to Coda's DNA album. I still can't get off that. It is so freaking good. If 
you guys haven't checked it out yet, I highly, highly recommend that album. It is amazing. And I was also listening to Crystal K's For You album, and I'll get into, I was, I don't know if I want to get into it now. I, I watched the concert to the DVD. That album is worth it, because the album is good, but that concert, her Shine Tour 2016, is amazing. She blows it out of the park, and I wish that they would do concert releases for her more often, because she is amazing live. Beautiful voice amazing outfits, dancing is great, and she mixed her, you know, her latest songs with a lot of her older songs that were favorites, such as Hard to Say, I Like It, Kiss, Koi ni Ochitara, so I love the mix that she did with it, and I, so I was listening to a lot of Crystal K, I'm like, I was watching it, and I'm thinking, oh, Natsukashi, so I, it brought back a lot of memories from when, I listened to her a lot back in the day, and a lot of those songs just brought back good memories. And then I started listening to them again. I'm like, oh, I love this. And I was also listening to Boa, but I was listening to her Korean mini album, which was fantastic. And, geez, I've been listening to a lot of stuff this week, actually. <laughs> I am surprised. I Mainly in the car, and I was listening to Benny K today in the car. I was listening to their Cube album, which came out, oh God, in like, 2003 and it's a great album and it's amazing how much they've changed from when they first came out till when they when I guess they I would say their departure was so I think that's it I'm tr- I, I've gone through a lot of stuff and other stuff with some Korean stuff but I'm not gonna get into that so what about you Ken um I've been listening to just a couple of things uh, I was listening to Passcode's new single that came out last a couple weeks ago now. I finally got my copy. It's called uh, Tonight. And I really liked it. I'm kind of disappointed that it didn't make the Oricon last week. But I just missed that. I think it was like number 12 or something like that. So I was uh, really looking forward to talking about it. But I, I guess not. <laughs> but besides <laughs> that, I did uh, get some Metal Train. We'll talk more about that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a couple things I wanted to say about that. Uh, besides that, uh, I was listening to to uh, Shimada Kyohei's album. I think it was called White. That came out earlier this year. So. Oh, you mean Shoto Shimizu? Oh yeah, I'm just like totally thinking of someone. Shimizu Shoto. Yeah. I just remember you said white because I, I love I, I haven't listened to the album yet, but I really like uh, the songs he did with Milia. Yeah. He has a really good voice. Shota Shimizu. I'm totally blanked out on the name there. <laughs> 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 okay, another thing there, that's why. But yeah, uh, Shota Shimizu's uh, white album. I, I, I got it a while back when I was in Japan, but I didn't really get around to it, so to speak. But isn't too bad. Uh, besides that, I was listening to some Rosalia stuff, but mm, that's for another thing, but don't worry about that. But yeah, that's pretty much it. And with that, let's go on to the news. And there's a couple things that we wanted to talk about after about the news. And this, we're going to try and make this a, a weekly thing, if not a couple weeks where we have a a topic but we'll talk about that when it comes to it 
first and foremost, King and Prince drops their their music video or the title for their new song uh, for their second single, and it's called Memorial. And it will include a couple more songs uh, called High on Love and Lover's Delight. And previously mentioned, Memorial will release with two limited editions, with a A edition coming with a DVD copy of the music videos and making of, while the B side or the B edition will have a DVD copy of certain variety shows that they participated in. So I'm looking forward to this. Um, I heard the snippet that they had for Memorial, and it was really good. But I'm actually looking forward to their third single, which they haven't announced yet, but I know they are going to announce it because one of the members is going to be in a movie, and they announced that the song called Boys and Girls uh, was going to be attached to it, and it was a really good song. And I figured that if it wasn't going to be used for their second single, it'll be used for the third single. But I guess Mm -hmm. it is going to be used for the third single now. But yeah. I can't wait. Uh, It'll come out on October 10th. And you can pre-order your copy on our site. So just go to that site if you have uh, uh, King and Prince Love like we have been high on for the past couple months. But yeah. Continuing on, NMB48 says goodbye to their captain, Yamamoto Saika, in a very special way. So, we, we, we talked about how Yamamoto Saika was going to graduate from NMB48 and start her own solo mm-hmm. career a while back. And she is going to be on their la- her last single is called Bokudate Naichao Yo. And it'll be releasing on October 17th. And as a final sign-off for the group, they will have all 71 members participating in the music video, at least. I'm not too sure if they'll be participating in the song in general. But yeah, they'll be in the music video, uh, which they did upload on their official music, uh, on their official YouTube channel, so... Go check that out. All 71 current members of NMB48 are in that music video. So. That's crazy. Yeah, and you can check out our website, and it has a big, big photo of all of her and all of the other members of NMB48 currently involved in that photo. It's a pretty big photo. <laughs> And like all other 48 releases, the single will have several editions, which Yamamoto is going to be prominently featured on. But she also has a solo song that will be attached to Type D. This isn't the first time she has a solo song attached to one of the singles. Uh, she had one for a couple years ago, and it's called Jungle Gym, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, yeah, I think I think it's called Jungle Gym. But yeah, it, it was attached to to uh, a single a while back. I want to say like four or five years ago. So I'm not really surprised of a solo career that she's sticking with. But it's pretty cool nonetheless that she's continuing on. But yeah, check out the music video for Boku Date Naichao Yo on our website. And you can also pre-order the single if you so aptly want to. 
But yeah, um, let's get on to our topic of the week that we wanted to talk about. Um, I have to kind of give Amadov credit because they are the one that actually came up with this question, but I figured that we should use it as a base for our own. Now that Namie is retired, who do you think should be taking her place, so to speak? Let's mm. let's start with you, Luna. Who do you think is a aptly candidate, so to speak, for Namie's crown? Well, being honest, there aren't that many because it really, really is hard to take her place. She's been such an icon, but I really think Kodakumi will be the next one. And, I mean, hands down, there really isn't anyone who has the same dance moves, the same fashion, or similar, not the same. Like, Koda is an amazing dancer. Every live she does is so much energy. It is fantastic. And her music style is also something that is, you know, diva-worthy. It Look at DNA. I'm still listening to this album. I've been listening to it on repeat since it came out. And it really showcases her talents, her style, and you can't replace Nami, but I can see Kodakumi being the next one to be a major artist in the spotlight, which she has been. I feel like it. she hasn't been as she used to be, in, you know, spotlight-wise, but because she doesn't release as much. She used to release four to five singles a year, then an album. And now I notice a lot of artists are toning it down, but she still has, I think she's the next one. I really do. I mean, if you look, watch her concerts, watch her, listen to her music, look at her fashion. I mean, I can easily see her taking that place. Um, like, there are other artists who are really popular, and they have a, they've been doing great, but I don't feel like they have that, spe- like, kind of like what Namie had. You look at a lot of Namie's music, and you listen to a lot of it, it's almost all upbeat. She did have, she had some great ballads, though, too. And Coda has that formula. Um, she can easily do that. She's also a music veteran. She's been in the music industry since 2000. So you look at that, that's a long time as well. She's going to be coming up on her 20 years soon. And I, I can easily see that. And she's still going strong. I mean, I can see her going strong for years to come. So did uh, I, I have a couple other artists I would like to get into, but I also want, I want Ken to share his opinion as well. No, I aptly agree with you. I, I think Kodokumi, for the time being, will probably take number one. There isn't really anyone else that comes to mind. There are a couple candidates, but there are things that can get into the way of that po- that person's popularity. For example, there's um, this 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 entire poll was taken from Japan, and they also agreed with us that Kodokumi should be number one. That she would be the t- next one, so to speak, to take that that space but they also put Nishinokana and we'll talk more about Nishinokana for a bit but they also put um, Perfume and I don't think Perfume is the right fit for this mostly because it's 
they're 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 a trio, and that's understandable. But I think this should be only specifically solo artists. And I agree with you on that because putting a group in there, I don't think is fair. You know, it's showing, oh, a whole group needs to replace this one person. I would say no. I think a group should be a completely different category in itself. Because then if you include Perfume, you're going to have to include the idols. You're going to have to include other girl groups. You know, think about all the other Japanese groups who've been very popular over the years. Who've really built their way up. And I, I just don't think it's fair. I mean, if it just it just doesn't fit to me. So... Yeah, and you know, they also included Ayumi Hamasaki, and I know, I know that you're a very big fan, but for her to take the spot, number one, just around the time where there are a lot, a lot of rumors saying that she might retire within the next year or two, it's kind of... Yeah, it's... She... If it, if this were maybe 10 years ago, I would say she would be number one. And just because of her, you look at how many... She's one of the top-selling artists in Japan of all time, almost. She's up there. Like, Utada, I don't think, has beaten her records yet. She's um, Ayumi is... Getting there, mm-hmm. though. She's getting there. She's getting there. She's close. She's, she's very close. She's very close. <laughs> Yes, um, I will say, but Ayumi over the years, she struggled with a lot of health issues, and she revealed she revealed that she was going deaf, and she's been really struggling, and you can tell she's been doing her best. I mean, she hasn't released as much as she used to. She used to be, you know, just like Koda and Namie, ever, all of them back in the day would release, you know, four to five singles, all their albums would pop them out. If you look at Ayumi's discography, it's the biggest out of every artist. I mean, out of Koda, I, out of Koda, Namie, um, Kana, like all of them, she has everyone beat remixes, covers, everything. Or not cover albums, but remixes, and she had best albums in that. But with her current state, I can't see her being number one as much as I think she really does deserve it for all she's been through. She has worked really hard. She, you know, she's been in a spotlight for a long time. She's been the, almost up there as long as Namie. If you consider her first mini mini album, and it was an indie one that came out in 1995, then I would say she would be a year behind, but she didn't start with Avex until a couple years later. So her her years are you know up there she's about up to she's almost at 20 so for IU if you don't consider you know her 1995 release Mm. but I just can't see in the next couple years you can kind of see by following her on Twitter and Instagram that you know her the title of her tour this year was um it was pretty much about persevering and doing her best because of you know what's going on and you can really see that and she's doing her best for her fans i really can see her retiring the next couple years but she did release in the statement and she's like even if i go deaf i'm still gonna try to make music and do what i love to do 
So I I really would like to see what's next for her and how she'll you know how how she'll do in the next couple of years. But I can definitely see Coda taking the reign just because of her popularity, her style, and she's you know still going strong. You know she you haven't you don't see many issues coming up. So I can see her still going. She's. You know, even though I use not too, I use not that old, and Coda's not that old, in my opinion. And I can see them keep doing their best, but it's just hard with IU. I love her, but I just, I do agree with her with what's going on with her. I can see her retiring, mm. unfortunately. You know, and you can hear it in her songs. Yeah. What What do you think of the prospect of Utada taking the title? I can't. So here's my reasoning. She goes on hiatus every so many years. And I mean, we don't know. You can't, you have to frequently release every so often. You know, Coda releases an album pretty much almost every year. You see Kanayan do the same thing. Mm. You know, you see Ayu who doesn't release them. She's she tries, but she's still releasing things almost every year. But then you look at Utada, and she'll go on hiatus, release something, it'll sell millions. And then she'll go on hiatus again for a couple of years, then she'll come back. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like there's not frequency there. Now, if she was a someone who released very frequently, then yes, it's a possibility. But not with how, you know, she does go on hiatus a lot, and she's not in the spotlight as much as a lot of the other artists, I feel like. Utada's in the spotlight when she's active, but when she's on a hiatus, it's just like, what happened? Do you so. think, um, if if Utada stays around for more than a, a couple of years, do you think that statement would be a little bit more up for the running then? I would say it depends on how much she releases. Mm. You know, um, I I feel like, yes, she is popular, really popular, but I also feel like a lot of it is the boost in what, what her songs are for. So I will say if, you, you know, her last album had the new song for Kingdom Hearts on it, correct? Yeah. So that that's like an automatic, you know, you look at that, that's a big seller. A lot of her songs have been used in dramas, and I feel like that's also a big pusher. Mm. And, yes, yeah, she's a very, very talented artist, but her musical style is also vastly different from Namie's. So hers is more, I would say, not ballady, but more mellow. While Namie was more, she was way more dancey and way more upbeat. And Koda's like that too. So that's that's my other thing with Utada. Yes, she, there's a possibility she could take it. But also the style, I feel like, sometimes. she I don't think Utada can pull that style off as well. And same with, like, fashion-wise, too. I feel like another reason Namie had her popularity is her fashion was impeccable. She made a statement. Um, yes, Utada's music makes a statement. But it's just, it's a really hard call on how they rate it and rate, you know, how they're really looking at it. Is it just the music? Is it, is it fashion? Is it... I feel like Namie was very iconic, and that's really what made her popular, made her what she is. Mm. You know, when I think of her, I not only think of music, I think of her fashion, I think of her dance skills. 
I think of her concerts, you know, and I would say Utada is more like epic, but not iconic. I don't know if that makes sense. Like Utada has an amazing voice and her songs leave an impact on you emotionally. But she also, I I can't always listen to her music because I always, I want things upbeat. So I, I don't know. I feel like that's another thing for me. But that could just be my opinion. Let's let's think of it this way. For me, if I were to go into the running of who's going to be just the number one female artist, I think, A, you have to continuously release work within five years. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and B, be a certain trendsetter of the genre. The fashion stuff could be a part of that and and don't get me wrong i believe mm-hmm. that's a huge boost to what the effect of certain genres can do because look at kodakumi mm-hmm. look at look at nishinokana look at mm-hmm. look at um namie and things like that mm-hmm. and even ayu ty- has amazing yeah. fashion yeah like we were talking about that new collaboration that ayu had so you know mm-hmm. There's a couple things that you kind of have to assume with that. And I love Utada to death. And we did a full-on episode talking about that. But with... If if Utada just continues on for a couple more years, I don't know if she'll go on hiatus. Like, I have a bad feeling that after whenever the hell the, the next Evangelion movie is going to come out because i'm pretty sure she's gonna be tied to that she might go on hiatus again Mm -hmm. yeah i mean she might come out of it just to do that one song but Mm. that's it and that's my worry with her as inconsistency and you see that with how she she does it often enough that you know after a couple years she's gonna go on hiatus again and you don't know when she'll come back so so I'm, it's it's pretty funny because this year or last year and a half in particular, she's been tied to a lot of stuff, and that's because a mm-hmm. lot of the things that she was tied to originally got reboots. Case in point, mm-hmm. she wrote "Flavor of Love" for Hanayori Dango Returns, and this past year, Hanayori Dango had a resurgence again, and she sung mm-hmm. "Hatsukoi," which was the drama insert for that. Mm-hmm. And guess what's coming out this year and the next year? Kingdom Hearts. And mm-hmm. what might release within the next year or two, supposedly. Uh, supposedly Evangelion. Evangelion so, episode. Yeah, I can easily see this, you know. And it's it's not to knock what she does, because I know she has a kid now. She she wants to be with that kid as much as she can. Mm-hmm. If If... If the kid's international with the dad, then so be it. But there, there's a couple of things that are kind of wrong with this list. And I'll, let's let's just take apart this list. First is number number one is Kodokumi. I, I, I can assume mm-hmm. that. Two is Nishinokana. Three is Perfume. Four is Ayumi Hamasaki. Five is E-Girls. That's very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Six is uh, Misako, Misako Uno from AAA. I don't think she's done 
that many solo works, so I can't really judge her on that. I've only known her through AAA, that's why. Number seven is yeah, Utada. Yeah, that... Yep. Yeah. yeah. Num number seven is Utada and Aidi Suzuki, which is very interesting because she only started her solo career this past year, so to, for her to get on this list already, it's kind of surprising. And eight mm -hmm. was a, a tie between AKB twice and Sayaka Yamamoto, which we just talked about. Which is interesting because if Sayaka Yamamoto can go out and be considered a pillar already, that's kind of strange. But that could be just because of idol fans there. So, what what do you think of this list, Luna? Um, well, one, I don't think groups should be included. So, AKB. So, I kind of think that. Yeah, I don't think AKB. Around. I don't think twice should be included. Um, and I would say, like, Kanonishino. So, I can easily see why she's number two. Mm -hmm. She is so much popularity, and I love her voice, and I was a huge fan of her, and I still am. Not as much as I used to be, but I buy every single sing every single album and Blu-ray release that's that's came out. And I, I I still listen to them, but my thing with Kana is her music style. I I can see why it is popular. I just think if she went back to her older style from I would say her two love, um, thank you love, you know, those those days. I could see her being, you know, definitely number two for that. I could see her even taking that number one spot eventually. But with her current music style, I just don't feel like that has it. It feels very generic poppy, and it's not something that really sticks with you. And I feel like in order to be number one, it's something that really, really sticks with you. And I don't feel that way about that music as I did. I will say she's still as adorable as ever. And she has a great sense of, like, fashion. And I can see how her, her lyrics are really good to her songs. But it's just that, that very generic poppy style she went with. I don't feel like it sticks out enough to make her number one. If she changes that. And if she even mixed that style with how her music was, which I felt like had more of an R&B feel to it, like her distance, when she did songs like that, I could easily see her climbing up to number one. I mean, that is an amazing song. And, I mean, Summer Girl wouldn't mend me. Oh, my God. You know, those types of things, I could see her easily taking number one. With that, that first tour she did, brilliant. But with how she is now, I mean, oh... I feel like a lot of her original fans still buy her stuff, but lost some interest in some of her music, maybe. Mm. That's how I feel. I'm not as excited, you know? I wonder, is it going to be another generic pop song? Or is it actually going to be older Kanayan, which I miss? So, it's... That's my thing with Kanayan is... I, it's just going to depend on what she takes in her musical style. And if she... It's going to go a different way, or she's going to keep her very generic pop sound. So, I don't know. What's your opinion on that? 
on the list in general. I think it's complete garbage. Um, I would get rid of. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, go what, ahead. What do you think about kind of yeah, Noah's number two? Like, do you see that at all, or if we're just if we're doing straight sales and what it means for the music industry, specifically the music industry. I get. I can see Nishino kind of being number two, staying there for quite a while. But mm-hmm. if we're going to be like, who's going to be the number one specifically, similar to Namie, then yeah, she doesn't belong on this. She belongs lower on the list. Mm-hmm. But I I agree with the top two, as of right now, for female artists, solo artists, it would be Kodokumi. It would be Nishinokana. Sales-wise and impact-wise. Mm-hmm. Ayumi Hanasaki would be there, but the thing is, with that now, like I said, because she might be going into retirement fairly soon within the year or two, it's kind of hard to put your bets on the table that on a horse that might mm-hmm. you know, go off into the sunset, so to speak. Yeah, I but I do believe she deserves a space in the list because she has had a huge impact on the music industry in general. I feel like she paved the way for a lot of artists we have now too. Yeah. So that was the other thing about her. But as future wise, I do agree because I we don't know how much longer she's actually going to be in the industry. So that's that's why it's really hard in that aspect. Um, because. She's going on 20 this year for IU, right? Yeah, she yes she is. Actually, I would consider longer, but that's this is by the Avix date when she made her, you know, like big Major record debut. label debut. Yeah. Yes, cuz her indie album was like limited to 500 copies, and if you have a copy, you're lucky. <laughs> I've been searching for one. Um, but yes, I can really see this, her might announcing something, but at the same time, she loves her fans and for her, it's going to be really hard to retire from how I see it. So while we're getting to this, um, it's quite a while off now, but I'm pretty sure she'll still be here when, uh, when the time comes, Kotokumi's 20th anniversary will be around 2020. Mm-hmm. What do you think they'll be doing for that? <laughs> you know, I don't know, and I'm very, very curious to see. Well, so also around that time, it's going to be Olympic stuff. So just oh, just a and bit. 2020, I could. So the thing is, is one, her English needs to improve. Yeah. Um, I could see her going to, I could see them having her at the 2020 Olympics and being a show opener because she would be a great show opener mm. and she has some great songs. So let's, I can see that, especially being the 20th anniversary. Let's bench that topic because I think we could go on for that topic of who should be a Olympic yeah, opener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's That's bench true. that idea for another week. Um, preferably I would want to have this discussion with Gray because I think, uh, I think his insight on certain artists, because he's been listening to a lot of newer artists and I wonder if those newer mm-hmm. artists like LOL and Little Glee Monsters and stuff like that. And I think it's, um, Kuri, 
which he's been really liking. I'm not too sure how you pronounce that. Um, let me let me pull. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I I don't know how to pronounce it either. I would butcher it, unfortunately. I, I am bad with names. Yeah, sometimes I'm good with Japanese names, quill? not with quill? like really weird spelling. Yeah, I think it's I would, Quill. Yeah, Quill. I think it's Quill. quill. Yeah. This is a Q. So he's been getting on a huge kick of the, the newer idol groups. So I wonder what his idea of what should be in part of of that. Oh, mm-hmm. So let's bench that Olympic stuff for another date. But I, I, I feel I mean, like this... What other artists would you put on that list who aren't on there? What other artists would you include? I mean, there's... A good amount of female artists, but at the same time, it's hard to find ones that have that same impact. Ha- a have that same impact, and B is a solo artist. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of the newer people that I see on this list, like Adi Suzuki, can do that, but she just became solo, and I kind of mm-hmm. am interested in seeing what she does because it was f- that her solo a- album sold fairly well. When it debuted, I want to say a couple months back, and mm-hmm. um, it's very interesting to see that. I want to see her grow just a little bit more and to see what her for a way. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Dream on me on this list, honestly. I I actually would. I she is getting a good following, but I still think she's still too new to really say yet. Um. The one artist I wish who was on this list, who I love her, and I think she she should be on here, but I know she won't, is Crystal K. Mm, yeah, Crystal K. She and is immensely talented. To that effect, either May J or Benny. But the thing yes, is, they, I'm... they don't have a lot of mixed people on this group, and I figured if they have someone like those three, one of those three, any one of those three, that would be a huge. Meiji? Yeah. yeah. Go right ahead. Go to go. I was say I'm. I could see Meiji being on there because she has a really good following. If this was four years ago, Meiji would have been on this list because she sung Adi no Mamade, which is the Japanese yeah, I know. version of Let It Go. If this was four I years know. ago, Mama no. Yeah, yeah, so. But yeah, I, I figured uh, we we talk about this um, because this seems like a very interesting topic that we can talk about for quite a while. And um, I figured we mix up the format for our podcast for quite a bit. Um, let us know if you kind of like this, if you want to ask us a specific topic and we can kind of debate it or talk about our opinions about it. If not... We'll be doing some sort of editorial kind of thing on our website and kind of just let us know if you guys like that kind of view. But yeah, um, continuing on, let's get into Actually, this Actually, can I have one? Yep, can right I have ahead. one last thought on that? Yeah, go right ahead. There was one other artist I was thinking, like, if it was years ago, who should have made that list would be Boa. Yeah. If, if she still did music consistently... I could see her being number one. Or, well, actually being tied with Coda for number one. If And I was thinking of this because... If this was high school. She, <laughs> yep. High school, college. Ever, yeah, Yeah, because she hasn't really... She's really slowed down over the years. and But, I mean, if she was still going strong like she did 
from, you know, I would say from like 204 to 208, I mean, she was going strong. I mean, she was big in the Japanese industry. She was big in the Korean industry. She had the dancing. She had the singing. She she pretty much, you know, was just like Koda. I could see them both, you know, neck and neck for number one if she was still, you know, I, I wouldn't say relevant because she's still relevant in my opinion because she does still release stuff, but it's kind of like Utada where she's not except Bo's not on hiatus, she's just doing other projects. Mm. But, you know, she just doesn't release as much. I mean, you look at how long it's taken for her to release, you know, four years since her last album. So it's, I feel like if she still was releasing stuff frequently, I think she'd give people a run for their money. But I, I just wanted to mention her because I love her and I want her to come back and make another huge comeback. I don't okay. think that's going to happen. Yeah, but I wanted to give her a shout out. Yeah, it's unfortunate that because of her uh, many other projects that she's done, it kind of took her away from relevancy, so to speak, for the music mm-hmm. industry here in Japan. I agree. But yeah, um, let's continue on to this week's indie corner. It is uh, Penguin Rush, and they are a a music group that formed in 2017. And they are considered a funk and jazz band, but they wanted to try and transition of what modern jazz, funk and jazz is to pop, to J-pop, and kind of normalize it. Because funk and jazz is still fairly rare in the music industry. You can catch glimpses of it here and there, but it's mostly in like these indie bands and stuff like that that you'll hear hear it a lot more and they the beat that a lot of their um their drummer and their keyboardist has uh their bassist uh kotaro and their keyboardist miyu has they bring out that unique fusion of style and it brings those listeners into a trench each time they listen to any of their songs beats and this is further ampulate Amplified by Mio, the lead singer's vocals, and I really, really do like this. And it gives off what a modern jazz band should sound like. Even if it's in Japanese, they still have that jazz style. Their song um, "Ret" R E T is great, and it brings out the example of that unique style that they have to the genre. Uh, currently, Penguin Rush has three singles called "Une." Yoasobi uh, and Chorus, all within like the past year or two, and they also released their debut album called No Size, which was released this past August, so last month. You can check them out on our page. Uh, you can check out their website and their official Twitter, and also check out RET on our page. Yeah, I really highly recommend it, especially if you like like female jazz singers. Kind of like, uh, not kind of like Juju, but a fairly similar style like Juju for that and jazz. I, I want to say that I listened to them as well. I listened to Rhett, and I really, really liked Rhett. I thought it was a really good song, very mellow. I love the I love the beats. I love that it was like a current type of jazz funk. So I highly recommend checking them out, and I really want to pick up their uh, debut album now. I, I I would like to hear more from them than just that one song. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, check out our website 
for more information on them, they're still uh, the first link on our article there for our website. So check them out. But yeah, continuing on to the Oricon. <laughs> this is it an interesting. Was an interesting week. <laughs> Sales wise, oh my god, this this week was just mm-hmm. dead. But um, we'll get more into that in a moment here. So, hold on here. As I pull up my list. So, number 10 is Yoji Toski no Hime and Kie Naide by... Uh, Senchichiro Chichinchi and Aina Zaen. They're both from Bish and they both did one song each and this is kind of like their solo debut, so to speak. I thought um, the Yoji Ski no Hime was really good. I didn't really like the B-side song so much, but that's because of the style that they had. But I really... It was... Go ahead. It was interesting. I, I, I agree with you. I actually like the first song better. Yeah, and and I like Bish mostly because they do have an interesting style and that makes them stand out from regular Idol. So having their own kind of unique solo career is also fairly interesting. But yeah, I mean, this this album was very expensive though because I think it came with a Blu-ray disc. So I was like, even though it was a single, it was like $54 or something like that. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, I I did pay 45 for the Dream I Me single because it came with a full concert. So I can see that. If it's a Blu-ray with a full concert or with something really special, then it's worth it. But I'm really curious what was on that Blu-ray. Yeah. Had to have been something good. Yeah. But... Uh, it sold fairly decent. It sold 11,249 copies. This is fairly decent because once we get to number one, <laughs> yeah, it just skyrockets. Yep. And number two is Arigato by Takahashi Shu. And this is my number one song, to be honest, for the week. And it's at number nine. Um, I followed Takahashi Shu from the last time he appeared which was pride i want to say two months ago two or three months ago it was uh, the major second ending theme but arigato is a really good song it's paired to the number one movie in japan right now which is called uh papa wadu mono champion which is uh my dad is a heel champion it's a wrestling movie so it's really funny actually but it was really good. It was really mellow, and I really do like this. And mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to his career also. I uh, second that. This was probably my favorite song after looking at it. Um, yeah. I love this song as well. I, I felt like this was the one that really stuck with me out of all the songs in the top ten. It was unique, and I didn't know what to expect. I saw the cover, and I'm just like, okay, that'd be interesting. So when I heard this song, I'm like, this is really good. This is really, really good. Yeah. So it's really mellow. And I felt like it was a yeah, and yes. I loved it. I loved it. But 
uh, well, well, we'll get to to more of the sales in number one when we get to it. But it sold a fairly decent eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty-eight copies. And going on up to number eight, it is Destiny by X Twenty One, and who boy, I didn't know how to feel about this one. I felt like I already heard the song before. Yeah, it's it's a good song. Don't get me wrong, but it's like mm -hmm. like Luna said, it felt like a song that I've heard before. Yeah, it felt generic. So I really liked the song, but it felt like a generic song that I have heard before. Like I don't know if it was the beat or the voices. I I think it was really the beat. It felt like a song I've heard a couple years back, and I really want to try to figure out where I've heard this, unless it's a cover, but I don't think it is. So it. It just was too generic, but I did like the song. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Maybe because I have heard it. Yeah, and I liked the beat, and something was like, man, I, I've, 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 in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I've listened to this song before. I don't know what made it, but I've, I've listened to it somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, I yeah. I felt the exact same. Yeah. And this week it sold a lovely 12,000... 367 copies. Oh, God. And going on up to number seven. Mm hmm. It is Idol Master Cinderella Girls Starlight Master 21 Kawaii Make My Day. Eh, it's. it's mm, not much we can say. It's, it's typical Idol Master. I mean, if. You, if you like Idolmaster, if you liked any of the other Idolmaster songs, I'm pretty sure you'd like this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I, I can't. I, I gave it its fair shake because uh, I have to now because I've been on the whole Bang Dream thing. But, yeah, it's it, it sold a lovely 13,031 copies. Let's just continue on here. And to another <laughs> lackluster song here. <laughs> Number six is Totema Ureshidake Kokyaku Manzoku do Ichitai by Yabai Tishatsuya san. So, so I didn't like this. I'm just going to outright say it. I am not a fan. Um, I, I know I've said this before. I think it's just not my style of group. So it's more of, it's just me. I'm not a fan of it. It. It's. It's it's all right, but the thing is, like I said, this is kind of like Johnny's to the point that if you like him, you like him. If you don't like him, you're it, there's nothing that's gonna change your mind mm -hmm. really. And yep, they have a pretty good following now, and they were an indie darling that moved up and. Um, my friend is a good fan of them also, and it's it's interesting to see that kind of focus change. But she's also into a lot of the band stuff, so I'm not really too surprised that she's also a fan of this group. But yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Um, I don't mind it. It's whatever's kind of thing. But it's just the, the clash of styles, and there's just way too much things going on in, in the song. And I think that was your complaint last time they were on the list, too. Yep, that was my complaint last time. This is the same complaint. There's too much going on with it. I, it's just not for me. It's not my type of thing. 
So that's, I mean, I did listen to it. I almost finished the whole song, but I did turn it off about three-fourths of the way through. I just couldn't do it. It's definitely not my style. Just way too much. Yeah. So. But yeah. Um, they sold a wonderful 14,237 copies. And continuing on up is number five. And it's Kisen no Kachidoki. Oh, sorry. I read the wrong one. Uh, that's number two. Uh, that is Rakuten no Shigeki and by Link Horizon. And if you hear the word Shigeki, it's because it's linked to Shigeki no Kyojin, uh, the Attack on Titan Season 3. It's the ending theme song. Um, I'm not a big fan of Attack on Titan song. This, this is a fairly new song for me. Um, well, I've never seen Attack on Titan, and yes, I do watch a lot of anime, but I, that's one I actually haven't watched. I just, and I love horror-themed things, which is funny. I'm surprised I haven't seen it. I just haven't gone out of my way to watch it yet. I, I'll see it eventually, it's, but it is immensely popular. So I'm not surprised it made it on the list. Um, it was an interesting song. I watched the ending theme version. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's nothing more I can say to it. It's, it's alright. It's, it's, it's alright. That's all I can say for the most part there. Yep. But it did sell a wonderful 14,414 copies. And continuing on up, once again, it's Jiko Cho De Iko by Nogizaka46. We can't say much more about this. It's been here for a month and a half now. Yep. If you want, almost two months. If it continues on next week, it'll be two months. But yeah, not much we can say about it. Anything more that we can say about it. But yeah, it sold 16,284 copies this week. And going on up to number three, it's Ambivalence once again by Kayakizaka46. Once again, nothing more we can say about it. This has been on for the month and a half now. In about two weeks, it'll be two months. But yeah. It's getting to finally set us where you don't have a copy already. <laughs> mm hmm. But yeah. Going on up to number two, it is Kisen no Kachidoki by the Token Rabu team Bakamatsu. It's the to it's a song from the Token Rabu series, that samurai weird series, I think. And it's that weird samurai drama thing. I heard it's really good. I've heard a lot of people talking about that, but I've also heard hit and miss things about it. Mm. And I hear you really either love it or you don't like it. You know, it's like it's like Attack on Titan. You know, you it's really hard to just be in between. Nice. That's just what I've heard. I've wanted. I'm kind of interested in it. I mean, like the app game seems very interesting, and the live action adaptation stage uh, play that they've done for it, it seems also really interesting. So I mean, this is a multimedia thing, and and we've seen them pop up here and there every so often also I think this is the fourth or fifth time that the token Robert series actually appeared on the list here so I think we need to bite the bullet and watch one of these series if we can in America 
I don't know if they even service it here. Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. But, yeah, this one took the a good piece of the pie this past week with 96,015 mm -hmm. copies. That's sad if none of these singles can reach 100,000, but that's that's understandable for what it took number one. And it's a sentimental train mm -hmm. with 1,448,900 copies. It didn't even reach 2 mil. I thought they would have reached 2 mil. But what was our final count? I, I think went, I said did I say one You said 2. Point, really? You said 2.3. Yeah. We went really really high. We went really high. I think I said 2.5. 2.5. I think I said 2.5 and I think you said 2 or 2.3. Yeah. I, I know we went higher than this. Yeah, we went pretty high and hmm I think you won this one because I know you. I think you did two point three, and I know I did two point five. Yeah, it feels kind of cheap though because we we kind of overestimated the the cost there. We like way overestimated. I don't know what I was thinking. Cause I, look, it's getting really bad to the point that Nogizaka and Kizaki Kaya are reaching those numbers, but AKB can't. Mm-hmm, I agree. I thought they would reach over 2 mil. Especially with it being, uh, the Sambatsu single. They did a very interesting way of doing all these singles, though, so... Hmm. Marketing-wise, anyway. So... But... To my thoughts on Sentimental Train. Oh my god. Uh, I, Sentimental I, mess? It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a train wreck. I, I do not like this song. And okay, so if we are going to be perfectly honest. AKB hasn't done it for me in a long time. Mm -hmm. I didn't like Teacher Teacher. I didn't like Jamba Ja even. I actually didn't like Jamba Ja. And I don't like this song. I don't like this was, It was okay, but being honest, I'm not really going to go out of my way and listen to it. If that that's what I think about it. You know, I did listen to it. I did watch the video. Yeah. But it's not something I'm going to jump on and buy. Like, if I were to listen to it in the convenience store, if it was on, popped on on the radio, I'm not going to change it or mm -hmm. run out of it. Yeah. But it's it's. I'm not gonna put it in my iPod. Let's I, just put it that way. I'm not gonna actively look for it, so to speak. Yeah. And that's the thing with AKB right now, and I, f I feel really bad because, well, this is one of the reasons why I fell out. And the only song that drew me back was, um, Koi no Fortune Cookie. And that, that song became really, really big. And probably Ichigatsuno Anklet. That was probably really close. But I like that one a lot. Yeah. All the other songs this past year have not been good. I and yeah, I even I, like I even like Mushiki no Iro better than this song. I love Mushiki no Iro. And I I'm not like a 
big, big Idol group fan, but I love Mushiki Naido. The, like, I do agree with you with AKB ones. Like, Teacher, Teacher, I like the video. And the chorus is catchy, but it's nothing I'm going to be like, I have to have that. I, you know, I did not like Jamba Ja. I had to listen to it a few times and, and watch the video on YouTube just because I tried to like it and I just couldn't. I just, I don't know. And this one I didn't really care for either. It was okay. It just sounded very generic and something that's very forgetful to me. So. Yeah, I mean. I can't. I, can't. I, I don't know. I, this is another topic for another, I guess, debate that we can have on the idol situation problems too. But it's mm -hmm. it's hard and it's hard because we're not there and I can't get into death into the idol situation unless I'm there. <laughs> mm -hmm. We can only see from afar. And it's, it's interesting to see how idols changed and that style of music changed. But now that it's pretty much set to one set and it will sell hundred thousand or close to a million th a million copies and it's just i i don't know what i it's it's not mm -hmm. good this current set is not good but that that's just my opinion for now but like like i said we can get on that later but yeah i mean not to end us on a downer note but everything did fairly well um Let's check the albums, actually. I want to kind of pierce through Ooh, that. Oh, I actually did check a little bit earlier. You should definitely check. It is uh, very interesting. Okay, let's see here. Oh, what the... Bamboozle is number 10. I don't know what that is. Pillows. Oh, that's probably because of the uh, Fully Cooly anime. FLCL? Yeah. I was going to say Fully Cooly came back. Yeah, and... Instead of just a, a anime, it became a movie event in Japan. So that's probably the reason why there. Prim, yeah, I can see that. Prim, Prim. is, uh, is kind of getting unpopular. Kururi and I, I actually, I was interested in picking that album up. I was debating on it because I I liked I liked what I heard so far. So. Uh, I'm surprised that Kuriri got on here. Not not that. I'm. Uh, don't like Kuriri. Kuriri is an amazing band, but I'm very surprised on their their stay here. Five of all things. Disney. Disney is always going to be there. Uh, BDZ is going to oh, be yeah. on there. And then finally is number two. Uh, yep, <laughs> and it's going up again, but that makes sense. That makes sense. And then we got number one. It is Toho and or Shinki. It, yeah. DBSK. I, I won't, I won't I'm call still gonna him. Call I'm not going to call him Toho Shinki. That's not Toho Shinki in my mind. That's not. It's Toho and or Shinki. You, you, do, you, you choose which one you want to say. Yeah, but. it's, I... It, it's amazing seeing they're still number one. They're still doing good because they still got fans. It's just not the same with all the members. Oh yeah, that ain't that ain't. But so, but yeah. If anything, 
that's pretty much it for this week. Is there any housekeeping things that we wanted to talk about before we go? Um, we we are still working on an artist spotlight. I do want to say that we already do know who it will be. It's just hard, difficult for us all three to get together with our job situations right now. Oh yeah. So I wanted to let you guys know we still will be doing the artist spotlight on Aisha. It's just going to be a little bit longer, so if you please be patient with us, we do have some good things and you know some um, good things in mind. I'm not sure what we're going to shoot for yet, day wise. It's just going to be a play it by ear right now. But as soon as we know, we will let everyone know when that date will be. Yeah. Um. If, yeah. If not, it's. Let's just say it forward. It's gonna be a dos compadre feeling for the next couple weeks, um, for the time being. Um, Gray has scheduling problems with how we have our schedules currently at, so it's kind of kind of difficult for all three of us to do the show. So, but yeah, I mean, if not, then hopefully you like our new format because it gives us a little room for debate but yeah um if not you guys can check us out on twitter and instagram ongaku to you all one word you can check out our website ongaku to you.com where i've been slowly bringing out news every so often <laughs> trying trying every so often trying you can also check out our Twitch channel, um, Ongaku to you, or twitch.tv slash Ongaku to you. I'm in the middle of Yakuza Kiwami 2, so have, watch me have fun with that. You can also check out our affiliates, Koryu Hunter. He is a Japanese Twitch streamer and our human mailbox. You can catch him out at twitch.tv slash Koryu Hunter, K-Y-U-R. K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R and check out our other affiliate TimberTaff he is another Twitch streamer who's almost very very famous for his Undertale and Zelda theories he's also a music artist in his own right you should check him out on his English version of The Devil's Cry I think it's called an anime adaptation you should check it out. He has a Devil very, May very, Cry? Not Devil May Cry. It's like Devil's Cry. I think it was an anime back huh. a couple of weeks ago. You should check it out on his YouTube channel. And you can check it out on his Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash TimberTaft, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. And also, if you want to hear me talk about games, you can check out Podosaurus, which is hosted by both of our affiliates, Koryu Hunter and TimberTaft, and me. So if you want me to rant about games for about an hour or so you can listen to me on that also but yeah i want to thank you guys very very much to listening to this week's episode of ongaku to you oh you can also reach us at ongaku to you at gmail.com if you have any questions about us give us some topics to talk about hey we we don't mind because we won't talk about anything at this point Mm -hmm. (laughs) and let us know what you like about the new format. If you guys do like the new format of us having a topic, so to speak, to talk about. But yeah. I want to thank you guys very much for listening to this week's episode of Vongakadu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Mahalos. This is Luna signing off. I hope everyone has a great, wait, a great day and the rest of your week. 
We will see you next week. This is Luna signing off.